guess what? If they're going to submit on your website, I guarantee they're going to do it for the five other competitors. And basically, in my opinion, the first one to reach out to them is the one that's going to book the sale. This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PMP Industry Insider Podcast, where we look at what is changing in the pest and lawn industries, and we take it to the front lines to those that are driving those changes. As always, I'm Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, which has Triangle Pest as well as Triangle Lawn. And with me is the ever-famous Mr. Dan Gordon. Dan, I'm running out of superlatives for you, so you're going to have to, uh, uh, I don't know, dress yourself up. I don't, I'm not sure. But introduce yourself. Introduce our guest as well as our topic. I'm Absolutely. Just for those who are not watching on YouTube, I am fully dressed. So that, um, let's get that <laughs> and right And now away, I can't right unsee away. that. Thank you, Dan. Yes, That's you just, are welcome. Like, I'm trying to like keep my breakfast down here. So, yeah, so keep well, going. Don't throw it up. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so uh, Dan Gordon, PCO bookkeepers, turf books, uh, PCO M&A specialists. We uh, work in uh, the accounting field for lawn and pest companies, as well as exit planning. And um, before we get into anything, um, we should talk about this episode being sponsored by Colmarch by Workwave. To learn more about Colmarch uh, by Workwave, uh, go to colmarch.com. And today, today we have a very special guest, and I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, we're going to be talking about marketing with a, um, well, marketing with HubSpot, but uh, some other advanced marketing techniques. And our guest today is uh, Liam Sundstrom, and he owns a company called Yard Dogs way up in the Great White North in Canada. And um, I met Liam, oh, probably about a year and a half ago or so. He joined one of our lawn care peer groups. And I was just blown away with his marketing and what he has done. And it's funny because you've got a bunch of old guys in this peer group. And when Liam speaks, everybody shuts up and listens because he does some pretty cool things. So Liam is the owner of Yard Dogs. Uh, they're in Calgary. Uh, Yard Dog serves about 4,000 customers. He graduated from university in 2018 with a bachelor in mechanical engineering. Uh, and he's doing lawn uh, work, and uh, he's passionate well, about new marketing. And, right? <laughs> he's he's passionate about marketing and sales technology, and utilizing it in the best way to help grow his business. And again, I met him about a year and a half ago in one of our peer groups, and have been in awe of his technical knowledge and energy ever since. More specifically, Liam uses technology in his marketing to drive results in a very effective way. Welcome, Liam. Hey, thank you so much, Dan, for having me on. Really happy to be here. Been listening to the podcast for quite some time now. I've read quite a few of Donnie's books as well. Uh, so I'm a big fan of the show and big fan, big fan of you guys, 100%. Appreciate that. So, Let me ask uh, you, first of all, Liam, okay. do, do you suffer from insomnia? Is that is that why you read my books? Is that what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, a little bit, man, a little bit. Yeah. Last night, I honestly couldn't sleep. I was so excited for the podcast. I couldn't fall asleep till like 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, I, I read Donnie's books too. And then when I was paper training my dog, I, I didn't have a newspaper. Oh my God. Here we go. Here we go. Right, yeah, so let's go. Here we go. So anyway, right, do you want to ask the yeah. first question or should I? Let's, let's. Uh, yeah, let's yeah. get into this. So first of all, okay. Liam, I have to say, uh, when I saw what you're doing HubSpot, I was a little surprised. And, and here's why. So sure. back in the day, and I say back in the day, this is probably eight years ago, maybe nine. 
I tried HubSpot and at the time we were trying to integrate it in with our CRM and we were having a lot of problems. Now things have changed. You know, now there are APIs that are open, pushing data between the two seems to be pretty easy. So I am very interested to hear your take on HubSpot, why you chose it, what's it doing for you? I mean, we obviously, I mean, I can talk about closed loop marketing and get into like what it can do and those types of things, but I actually liked HubSpot a lot, but just the, the, you know, keeping it up to date and keeping it synced. And it just, it, it, at the time when I did it, it was almost like it, it was more of a problem than it was a, a help. So, so let's jump in. Tell me, why did you go with HubSpot? Why tell, do you first think tell it, us it, what it, is HubSpot? Oh yeah, I guess we should do that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So I know, yeah, absolutely. No, great question. So yeah, so the way that I think of HubSpot is just a way to keep things organized for all your departments. It's a way to keep your sales, marketing, and customer service all aligned in one direction where you have access to absolutely everything, including all the past emails, past calls, past like advertising, past marketing. And you can really see like the history and keep everything fully organized across your whole department, your whole company. And it really just helps us streamline things under one department. Like uh like for example, like all the emails, all the texts, all the calls, they're all, they all come streamlined into one inbox for customer service. So it just makes our whole company a lot easier to see, okay, we can just go to this one like software and then see absolutely everything, which is really cool. So how does it work? Uh, what's, you know, uh, uh, what makes it better than other CRMs? Cause there's a ton of them out there. Yeah, for sure. Well, we use Real Green, which I'm sure like a lot of your your listener listeners do as well. And so I find Real Green to be absolutely phenomenal for anything operational, like for the routing, for the scheduling, all that. But HubSpot really shines for like the marketing, the sales, the customer service. Because with the AMA emails, you can't really customize those too well. It's really hard to like lose. It's it's very easy to lose track of like who you're selling to, who the next follow up person is going to be. So with HubSpot, it's easily trackable. You can send like, set like tasks and do automated tasks. Um, and it's really, really easy, especially it, it, very, very valuable for customer service and for sales as well. So I have to, I have to say this because I'm, I'm looking at our outline, which yeah. first of all, if anyone listens to this podcast, they probably would be shocked that we actually follow an outline, which we, we don't, but we, we at least humor ourselves, but on it, 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 it says sense. Donnie, it says Donnie has developed and uses a concept called closed loop marketing. I wish I could claim that I developed. <laughs> I was, I was like, giving it to you. Nobody would question it, but if you no, were no, else. no. So, so let's hang on. So let's talk about this because what Liam just said was he, he's absolutely correct. HubSpot, even back in the day, was fantastic at at marketing, and and that was one of the main reasons I was using it was trying to get a closed loop solution in place. Now I know a lot of the CRMs are their setup so they can do that. Um, but one of the things I particularly liked about HubSpot were some of the love, some of the workflows that were in there. That if customers had certain interactions, you could automate a lot of the the follow-on marketing that goes with that. So I'm just curious, then, for you, are you using HubSpot for closed loop as well? And and just just to define closed loop for folks that are listening, I think most people know, but it's essentially it's tying a a, a click to a customer. Um, you know, we, we, you know, for years we faced the challenge of we would have leads and we would have activity on the website, but we could never tie that specific person to a specific sale in our database with closed loop marketing. You're able to do that. So, so Liam, for you, I'm just curious, are you using it for that? And then more importantly, how are you leveraging some of the marketing tools that HubSpot has? Yeah, no, great question, Donnie. So 
that's probably one of my favorite things with HubSpot is that it will, it's, it's linked to our website, which is really critical. So we can see whenever somebody's visiting the website, what pages they're visiting, when they're visiting them. Uh, we can also see like email opens, email clicks, like how many times they've opened it, when they opened it, which is really, really cool. I'll give you an example. Like, say for example, um, you know, you're sending this email, they haven't opened it in three days and they're a very hot lead. They're ready to book. And you see right now they just opened it. It will send an internal notification to that sales rep saying, Hey, this guy right here, he just opened that email. You should call him right now. And it's kind of like that like context. Like you want to be able to call them when they're available, when they're actually ready. And usually that's right when they open the email. So stuff like that is huge, especially if you can try to time it perfectly. Um, with that email open, it works super well. So that's how it all ties in. Email opens, website visits. Um, I, I'll, I'll show you another example later on, but yeah, you're 100% right. So how does it help with database management, uh, customer lead generation, and segmentation? And, um, you know, uh, I guess email is kind of getting to be kind of old school now everything's texting so tell us how all that works yeah 100 so for the database management what we just do we just do imports so we're not doing any api integration um we might try later on but like right now we just do imports from real grain straight into hubspot on a you know weekly bi-weekly basis and then that will keep all of our customers organized anyone who's a past cancellation or a past estimate um that will just kind of keep everything clean but for the most part, everything comes through HubSpot through our website. And then, um, yeah, that's, that's how everything is, is organized. And just with the imports, that just keeps everything clean as long as you're doing it like on a, on a regular basis there. So, so is it a two-way two street? Does the data come from Real Green into HubSpot and back from HubSpot back into Real Green? Or? No, it's the one-way sync. I wish we could do a two-way sync, but just the one-way sync for now. <laughs> yeah. That, so that's like, where my question is going to go. Like so. Yeah. So, so just walk me through this. So let's just, so you have your website, um, it's linked to HubSpot. Obviously you're doing a lot of marketing uh, and a lot of sales off of HubSpot. If someone calls in, are you immediately having your CSR, your inside salesperson go to Real Green or are they coming in through HubSpot? And where, where is that, like, where is the sale happening? Like, is it, is it happening in HubSpot you're looking and you're just using that for like outbound and you're using it for email, like are you using it for all your outbound marketing or once someone calls in, are you also tying it back with an inbound as well? I'm just curious. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So for all of our sales, it all goes through HubSpot. It's like they are worked through HubSpot. They're put into HubSpot. They don't touch Real Green until they become a customer. And then we put them into Real Green as an active nine um, customer and then good to go. But they are in HubSpot for the entire journey until they're a customer. Gotcha. Gotcha. So let's talk about some campaigns that you've done with HubSpot and how that's enabled you to automate a few things. Can you just walk us sure. through, like, I mean, and, and I mean, obviously, you know, a success story is always great to hear, but but just something that you've done that you probably could not have done. By the way, we're talking about HubSpot a lot. I feel like we should reach out to them for a spot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, I'm curious to know, like. You know, can you just walk me through like, hey, we did this through HubSpot. We ran this campaign and we had really, really good success with it. And mainly I, I want our listeners to hear, you know, because if I'm sitting and looking at HubSpot, a lot of our listeners are typically not technology people. Not all, some are, um, but, but you know, like how could they leverage it, right? What, what, what has been done? Yeah, well, I'll give you like a very kind of basic one that I think is very valuable. Um, so 
we are again our office we're very pro about speed to lead so what that means is that when somebody does a submission it's extremely critical that we reach out to them hopefully within seconds but at the very very most like within like five minutes so the automation that we have like right now is if somebody submits any form on our website we will automatically send them an sms text straight to their phone saying hey i'll call you dave hey dave thank you so much for your submission I'm just on the phone like right now, I'm going to be right there with you and give you a call. And that's all automated. So we don't have to like lift a finger to send that text that's fully sent through HubSpot. It's so, like they get that text. They're like, okay, these guys are on top of it. They're waiting for a call. So like, that's really, really cool. And then simultaneously, once that happens, we get a lead notification internally to all of our sales reps saying, Hey, there's a new lead from Dave. Please reach out to him ASAP. So because I find a lot of like our companies or companies like in our industry. Um, I was talking to one just maybe a couple of years ago uh, and they're a big company. I think they're doing five, $6 million, like pretty big. And they're like, oh yeah, we don't get back to our leads within like, you know, usually about one or two hours and we just do it through email and there's no internal notification. I was like, wow, like they're leaving so much money on the table. If you can reach out fast, because guess what? If they're going to submit on your website, I guarantee they're going to do it for the five other competitors. And basically, in my opinion, the first one to reach out to them is the one that's going to book the sale. Can we digress just for a second? Because what you're talking about here is such a critical point, and it has nothing to do with NRM. And that would be um, the fact that speed absolutely matters in today's age. It seems like to me like so many companies are dropping the ball when it comes to speed. And I'm shocked at how many times I reach out to providers and either I don't hear anything or they don't call me back or whatever. And so that just that one thing of like getting to a, a lead immediately will automatically improve your sales. I mean, just because of expectations. I mean, what do you think about that, Dan? Do you agree with that? Absolutely. It, it's, uh, it's critical. And, uh, you know, um, uh, we're, we're listening to people talking about recruiting, same thing. You get a, uh, you know, on Indeed, somebody comes into you, you know, you got to get right back to them as opposed to letting them wait. Everything is speed, everything, just technology is just moving everything much quicker. But uh, um, so, so what, once, once you do this and let's say they, you know, the easy answer is, okay, so you call them up and they sign up and they're into real green and that's it. What if they say, let me check with my spouse and I'll get back to you, then what? <laughs> Great. Yeah, absolutely. So like, that's probably the most common objection, right? So if that happens, this is what we do. So we have something called the 10-10 post quote sequence. That's what we, what we call it. And what that means is that in the next 10 days, there's going to be 10 touch points of us reaching out automatically. And usually that consists of five emails and five phone calls done over the course of 10 days. So if they're going to be like, okay, yes, let me think about it. Let me talk to my husband, et cetera, et cetera. We are not going to let them go without at least talking like, like 10 times. So, and that that's all done automatically. Those 10 or those five emails, they're already pre-written out. They just get sent out from a click of a button. And then those five calls that usually happens every second day. So that's what happens. And we usually get like 55, 60% response rate on that 10, 10 post quote sequence is what we call it. So a sequence is just an, an automatic like series of tasks and emails. And this is all done through HubSpot. That was 
Excuse me, my next question is, is so the calls in the reservation for the caller, letting the salesperson know that they need like the call list itself, that's managed within HubSpot as well. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. So it just creates, yeah, 10 tasks and then they'll just kind of appear in your task view every single day whenever that task is due. So walk so, me through, well, I was yeah. going to say real quick, the, and I understand this, but I want to do it for our audience. What is the benefit of having HubSpot on the backside of your website? Um, you know, instead of saying like, okay, well, I'm going to just have a normal website and I'm not, you know, like my forms are just going to be standard web forms. What is the benefit of having HubSpot connected to your website and then using, I mean, again, I know the answer to this, but I want you to say it because I want our listeners to understand why it's important. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, I, I feel like in this age of right now, the digital age, your website is your best salesperson and it works 24 seven. So if you don't invest like the proper money, the time, energy into your website, you're, you're leaving a lot of money on the table and to have it fully integrated with HubSpot as well means that all the submissions, all the website cookie tracking that you can track when people are actually visiting will all show up in HubSpot. So it's critically important that it's not just going to like a generic email and submissions. It's actually being fully integrated within a full CRM that your entire team can see, especially when you're trying to scale. It's absolutely been game changer for us. Right. So you're basically scoring, you know, every time that person comes to the website, you know who he is or she, what pages they've visited. And um, do you have some sort of uh, mechanism where if they've been there four times or three times, boom, they get a phone call? Is that is that the way it works? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'll, I'll just want to clarify. So I can't track every visitor. I can only track if they are converted and then they come back to the website. So they, they at least have to convert. Um, on the website for me to be able to track their cookies and all that. But yes, yeah, so there is something called like HubSpot lead scoring where you can sort of see, okay, if they visit the website four times, they've opened two emails. You know what? I think it's time right now to give them a call and you can set whatever threshold you want. Maybe it's two times or one time, but um, you can do this automated lead scoring. Once somebody hits a, a certain threshold of HubSpot score of call it 50, then automatically goes to a HubSpot or a internal sales rep to give them a call. And that's all done automatically. So just uh, for one second here, I just want to insert this because in the outline, what you talked about is an AR sequence, right? So anything that you can automate. So tell us about, this is not a sales function, but tell us about the AR sequence and how does HubSpot talk to Real Green to say, okay, somebody owes me money or, you know, tell me how you're using it for collections. Yeah, so for collections, it works pretty good. We do our AMA emails through Real Green as well with the with the collections because it, it is integrated, which is nice. But if they don't reply to that, then they go into our AR sequence, which is usually four calls, four emails, just saying, "Hey, you owe the money, this and this. If you don't reply to us, we're gonna, you know, unfortunately have to send you to collections." So it's sort of like that last thing because we want to give people the chance through the AMA emails. But if they don't reply to that, then they go to this. Um, so it's really, really helpful if you just need to get a hold of somebody to just make a targeted sequence and then send it out to those people. And from the and for the R, we just pull an aging report balance on on Real Green and then import that into HubSpot. And the the other real interesting one that I, I love is one is you know everybody wants to work on cancels. They, they you know the bigger you get, the more cancels you have, so you have a bigger list to market to, you know, or past estimates that didn't work. Tell us, so so you're actually automating that. Um, tell us how that works. 
Yeah, hundred percent. So that's our yeah cancel past lead uh, sequence right there. So basically, anyone that's at past cancellation, what we just do is we just do a targeted email sequence for for those people right there. Send it out. And one new thing that we're really gonna be trying is that like for us, we have about ten thousand people that were either past estimates or cancellations in our database. And I feel like okay, like you know, ten thousand. How are you gonna really stick out by sending emails over and over and just calling people? So one thing I wouldn't mind talking about is something we call, we just got called Windsor.io, where it'll be a personalized AI video to each and every one of your cancellations. You only have to make one video and then it will dynamically insert their name into the video. So it looks like it's a very oh, personal made directly that is for you. Fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, wow, you made a video for me. Like that's crazy you know, for lawn care or pest control and, you know, and people are like, wow, but it's fully automated. You just have to make one video and they'll dynamically replace the first name. And then you send it to all your people. It's called Windsor.io. But yeah, it's, it's been awesome for us. I actually have one question about that. Not to, I could probably spend the rest of this episode talking about Windsor.io, but does it actually like facial, like the whole bid, like it literally looks like you have, like you're saying that person's name. I'm just curious, like, does it actually mimic your facial expressions and the whole bit? Like, so it actually looks like you're saying their name. You know what? Uh, I kind of, but not really, but it, it like the, the enunciation and everything looks the exact same, but your mouth, it doesn't do that yet. But then again, like no a one... bad King Kong movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be insane if they could, but, but no one notices. No one's been like, oh, that looks like an AI. It's they're like, oh, wow. I cannot believe you made that video for me. So, so, so I think I said something earlier that kind of might have intimidated some people now that you're talking about this is you've got a degree in mechanical engineering. So this stuff is the 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 regular run-of-the-mill guy who, you know, is not an engineer. How difficult is this thing to set up? Yeah, no, and that's a great, that's a great question. Um, it's really not all that difficult. Um, like, keep in mind, too, I've been using HubSpot for three years, so... Like I didn't all I didn't learn this in one or two or three months, right? So I've kind of gone better and better. But um, it's really not too bad. I would definitely just start off with a few of the basics, at least like the speed to lead, gain to the leads faster. You know, making sure that your sales rep are at least doing those those automated follow ups, doing stuff like that first, and then just kind of like just taking it one step at a time, connecting your website to HubSpot as well, stuff like that. That's really going to make a huge difference. Um, but I would say it does take about a good three to five months. And you really need one person in your organization, whether that's the owner or the marketing director, to be fully devoted to like, I'm going to make HubSpot the best for our company. So you sort of need like those two things in tandem. The other thing I would mention with that is, you, you know, you can absolutely use outside consultants to get you spun up, to get it set up. And then after that, you know, they have conferences where, you know, I don't know if HubSpot does specific comp, but I know that there absolutely are conferences where people are leveraging it. And so you, if you decided to go down that road, you could, you can certainly do that. And I also know, and just to throw out a couple of, you know, for some of the other CRMs, I know a lot of the industry CRMs are trying to catch up with what HubSpot is doing. Now, I'm not telling you to be patient. I'm just saying that some of these things you can do, um, but a lot of it you cannot do. Like some of the things that, that Liam's talking about here, um, is it 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 takes you know software that is specifically focused on marketing, and the one thing I say is 
HubSpot is all about marketing. And so it's very, very good at that. Uh, I would not use it as my CRM for operations at all, but, but for what he's leveraging it for it, absolutely. I mean, it's a great fit, you know, if you, like he said, but you got to have someone inside who really understands technology, really understands how to leverage it because like most things, right. Everyone has a problem with the software, but oftentimes it's not the software, it's the user. So. Right. Exactly. So you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. Like that's why I find the real green is like a lot of people seem to not really like real green sometimes, but I, I find real green phenomenal with the operations of scheduling. It just doesn't have like that good marketing component. And that's where it helps when I feel it kind of bridges the gap between the two. So the tandem of those two softwares to me has been absolutely unreal. You know, it's funny because real green for years and years, it was always about, it's a great marketing program. You know, it, it, you know, they, they have direct mail that comes out of it, and, and now it's kind of you know this all these CRMs because we we use something called Net Results, which is similar to HubSpot, and uh, it's it's you know it's just a whole new level. But uh, so so tell us what else uh, uh, website smart content by using lists. What does that mean? Yeah, no, I, I want to get into that. So. I'll give you like an example. You know, if you go to YouTube, um, your YouTube that homepage would be different for you. It'd be different for Donnie. It'd be different for myself. It's customized to what you like to watch, you know? So what you can do with HubSpot is that you can show viewers or visitors on your website certain things. So I'll give you an example. Um, say, for example, in our company right now, uh, there's maybe about 1,500 people that bought lawn care, but they have not bought chinch bugs. And chinch bugs is one of our biggest upsells. So what we're going to do is that we're going to put those people into a list. And then we're going to show that list. Whenever they visit the website, they're going to see on the homepage, chinch bug special, $50 off, uh, the, you know, starting at $2.99, come get your chinch bugs free inspection for the people that have not bought chinch bugs yet. So you can really target your website dynamically to the people that... They may have not have bought this or like that's that's one example or, you know, uh, say if they are a customer and uh, they gave you a great NPS score, net promoter score, you can have a pop up saying, hey, we're for a friend because if they have a great NPS score, they're more likely to refer a friend. So you can do all these really cool things that are customizable to a certain list of people to really make your website really relevant, just like how YouTube does that for you as well when you're visiting the YouTube homepage. And does that require them to be logged in or are you guys just dropping a cookie on their on their computer? Like, I'm just trying to understand, like, how is HubSpot knowing that this person is a current customer um, without logging in? You know, is, is that even possible? Yeah, no, great question. Just, uh, yeah, just do a cookie. So you just... Um, and it's on a list. So you create a list of these people, which is usually just an import from Real Green. And then you say, okay, everyone that's within this list, if they visit the website, show them this content. That's, gotcha. that's basically how it is. So, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. So let's transition now. Let's talk a little bit about customer service because I know that you're using it for customer service as well. Can you just talk through briefly how that works and, and how you guys are leveraging um that I mean, and, and and I think it's a great idea to be using your website for customer service. Um, I'm just curious to hear how you guys are doing it. Yeah, hundred percent. So, what I love about customer service, it's pretty basic. It's not as advanced as like the sales and marketing that we were talking about. But basically, you know, if you have three, four, five, ten people on customer service, 
every website, every email, every phone call, it will all filter through to like this one inbox. So it will all just be streamlined to like this one inbox and then it'll just rotate um, the contact ownership. So like that's just who's going to reply to that email. Um, and then you can see every ticket being tracked of like, okay, is it, is it waiting on us, waiting on us to reply or is it waiting on them? What the ticket stage is, what they're requesting. And my favorite part too, is that when you close the ticket, it will send them an automated email just saying how easy it was to get support. And it's usually on a scale of one through seven. If it's seven, that's great. But then if it's like anything less than a five, it'll send an internal notification saying, this guy right here is not very happy with the support. Please reach out. And uh, when we do reach out, if it's not a great support ticket and we weren't didn't do a great job, they love it. We fix it for them. And we can catch that problem very early instead of like waiting for the next season and they don't renew. So it's kind of like these quick pulses within the season to make sure that everyone is very happy. The other thing I like about that too is that it closes. This is a little different, but we say it closes a loop, but it actually makes it so that you know that, hey, this this person reached out and we didn't ghost them, right? And like it doesn't just end, right? That's the really frustrating part is like sometimes in customer service, a customer will call in and there's emails flying back and forth and the customer may not respond back to an email or a text or something like that. And then all of a sudden it's like, whose fault is it, you know, two months later when they remember it, you know? Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. That can, that can be a challenge, but yeah. Yeah. So and tell us, uh, you also have, not related to HubSpot, you said Apple Business Messaging. Tell us about what you're doing with that. Yeah, for sure. So Apple Business Messaging. So we are using something called Sales SMS like right now, uh, integrates with HubSpot, but it, it doesn't send an iMessage to the people that have an, like an iPhone. And we weren't really getting like a very high response rate with that. So what we tried for just like in a bit of an A-B test, we tried using our personal cell phones. Um, and we use iPhones and we got a much higher response rate because it was iMessage. Like people were like, oh, it's a blue message. I'm going to reply to you. So it's obviously not feasible for us to be using our personal cell phones, you know, text messaging, you know, thousands of customers. But there is something called Apple business messaging, messaging. And it's where you can just message your customers through iMessage. So it looks like it's just a one-to-one -one conversation, but it's all done through like a business phone number. And so far, we've gotten a much higher response rate. You can do it as well for customer service. But it's, it's this new thing that we just got into maybe a couple of weeks ago. And the response rates have been way higher than just like the generic SMS response rates. And it's just because of the blue versus the green. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just that's, they see that. that's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They uh, see that delivered. They see that red receipt. And they're like, this is legit. I'm going to reply to it. Gotcha. And... Uh, what about the next one that you had was gong sales coaching. What's that all about? Is that a big, big gong that you have that you hit every time you make a sale? Or? No, no, it's like the gong sales coaching. That is something that we are looking into right now, but it's basically like, like an AI. It's going to track every word that you say when you're making sales. And it's going to be able to use with using, using like that AI technology. It can track, are you speaking too fast? Are you speaking too slow? Um, you said this and this worked to close the deal see this going forward. So then after analyzing thousands of calls, it will say, hey, you know what, like this objection right here, when you delivered this thing right here, when you said this, that made them buy it. So going forward, say this a lot more often and stop saying this because you lost 20 deals by saying this. So it will take all of your conversation analytics and it will just give you the summary of what to say, what not to say. And it's 
apparently like really really help people out so uh, in this all is terms, chat gpt for uh for uh your sales uh call and uh, overcoming objections and everything that's really cool so where can where can you find that uh is it uh, just gong sales uh coaching or Yep. Yeah. They were actually, yeah, they had a Super Bowl commercial. So they, they're, I think they're pretty high up company right there. And it's, I don't think it's too expensive. I think it's like $200 a user per month, but it's uh yeah, they, they just Google gong sales coaching and it really helps people out with uh yes, doing all the sales analytics and sales coaching. Instead of having a manager talk to everyone and go through all the calls and take so much time, it will just feed you all the analytics right there. Was really yeah, cool fantastic idea yeah. fantastic idea i love it so <laughs> so let's yeah. uh talk about i i am always um i always learn and i'm always amused because i you know the stories the success stories the failure stories um tell us about uh some of the success so we have adding a lawn score quiz tell us about that yeah no for sure so I guess one thing, like when I, when I think of a website, the number one goal of a website should be to collect somebody's email. Like that should be like the number one goal is to get a conversion, get an email. The issue though, is that if you look at all your website visitors, you can kind of segment them is that, you know, there's out of call it a hundred people, maybe five, 10% are ready to buy. They want to submit for a quote, but the other 80, 90% of people, they're just only thinking about lawn care right now. They're not actually ready to buy. So to be able to collect that email and to collect a submission, they might be interested in something like an ebook or a quiz. An ebook is just like where you give them like a downloadable four or five pager about you know, fertilizer, weed control, whatever it might be. But no one's like all that interested in an ebook. So what we did instead is that we did something called a lawn score quiz. So it's a five five questionnaire quiz that will like rate their lawn, give them a lawn score, and people like ate it up. Like we put it on the homepage. We were, I think we got 1,600 submissions last year on the lawn score quiz. And this is for the top of the funnel, right? So this is for the people that are not ready to buy yet, but they might be interested so, down so the road, but it's, you collect that email. So yeah, how did go you ahead. get people to participate? Like, I'm just curious, like what, what motivated them to participate in a lawn quiz? Is it more like you got on the website and you're like, hey, test your knowledge? I mean, like, I'm just curious, like what motivated people to actually want to complete a quiz? Yeah. Um, so it was a long score to give them. We, we asked them questions about like their budget, uh, what they're looking for, what's most important to them. So kind of like what they're looking for. And then it would score them and then it would rate them uh, on a scale of one through 10. 10 being like you need to purchase our most expensive package. One being like, hey, you just need that basic fertilizer we control. And then we would email them their quiz results on a scale of one through 10. Um, so it just kind of took into like all those factors and they're like, okay, nice. I got an eight. I guess I'll get one of your highest packages. That'd be awesome. So, gotcha. so it's kind of a combination of a, of a quiz, but also kind of a recommendation of what you need. Is that, is that a good way to say that? I just want to make sure I understand. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Recommendation of basically what they need with the combination of all those factors, budgets, what they're looking for when the last time they fertilized their lawn was and all that stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But the, like the cool thing with that is that email marketing has the best ROI, right? So we got 1,600 people. And then from there, we can email market them and hopefully eventually become paying customers with email nurturing, email marketing, and just kind of doing all those follow-ups. Um, but the, the most important part is capturing that email. And the quiz does a really good job of that. 
Gotcha. So gotcha. One, one of the points that we have here is Google reviews automations for high NPS scores. So is that a replacement for like a podium or is that an addition to or what, what, uh, tell, me, tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, a great question. So uh, we do an NPS score usually every two months. So for us, that goes up about three to four times in the lawn care season. If anyone gives us an NPS score of eight, nine or ten, we send them an automated email linking them to our Google review page where they can just write us a review. So it's just basically like an automated way to get hundreds of reviews just by, you know, by making, making that automation, you send them right to that link, they click on it and then good to go. Um, and then if it's an NPS of less than seven, then it goes to our internal customer service team to make sure, okay, what's going on? How can we fix it? So it just kind of puts them in two different directions, either Google reviews or customer service. Um, all using a podium or one of those services. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's sort it's sort of like that review thing that Real Green has, but it more just goes along with the NPS score. Yeah. So I am looking at this and I'm laughing. Can you just describe what website creepers are? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This, this is freaking hilarious. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we have a list on HubSpot called website creepers. Basically, what the the criteria is for that is that number one, they are not a customer, so they have not booked in yet. Number two is that we have not talked to them in the past two weeks. So there's been no contact between us and them in the past two weeks. And the third criteria is that they visit the website today. So if you put those three together, not a customer, there's been no contact for the past few weeks, and they visit the website, they are definitely interested. So AKA they go and check a creeper. A website creeper, yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, they go into uh, this list, notify they notify the sales team. We call them right away. And it's so funny. Like we, we call them and they're like, oh, I was just thinking of you guys. Like that's it's great timing, like for you guys to call me. And like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's you know, we just uh, we just call our past like estimates, past cancels. And like, wow, I can't believe like the timing was just perfect on that. Because they're literally like on the website when we call them. So it's yeah. And just to be and just to be clear, they at some point have had to have reached out to you in order for you to have their phone number, correct? I mean, how is it that you can get their contact info? Because um, if they, I mean, technically, if someone hasn't hasn't called you in two weeks, they're been on your website and they're there today, how is it that you know to connect back to them? Like, how do you know to connect back to them? Yeah, for sure. So like, they've either submitted a form like in the past, like in the past, like one, two, three years, or gotcha. if we... Uh, email marketed them and they click a link that will also right. attach the cookie in their browser too. That's right. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I was just wanting to close the loop for folks that are wondering about that. Cause that would be a question for me, but go ahead, Dan. So uh, one that you don't have here and you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but one of the most, one of the funniest and most successful things that it was your first and second prize. Uh, you remember that Liam? Uh, oh yeah. It, can you explain what you did, Donnie? This is brilliant. This is sheer brilliance. So. Yes. Yeah. So, no, absolutely. This was and this worked really well. Um, so we call this our Black Friday special. So, and I would only do this to people that are not your current customers. So you take a list of your non-current customers. You're going to send them an email saying that there's a competition going on, right? There's a draw. Everyone wants to go into a competition, a free draw, right? So they just enter into the draw. The first prize is a, I'm just trying to think what the first prize was. 
Oh yeah. First prize is a free, like big package free. We call it great Dane package valued at a thousand dollars. So if they, if they won first prize, they would get that. The second prize was a hundred dollars off any package of your choice. Third prize was a $25 Tim Hortons card. Okay. So we emailed out to everyone, right? So 10,000 people, I think we got two or 3000 submissions of like, yes, I want to enter this free draw. So once we had those 3000 people, we chose one person to win that first place and win that free Great Dane package valued at a thousand. And then the rest of the people all won second place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you're listening to this, there it is right there. I'm That's telling you, it. the whole episode is right there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is fantastic. Keep going. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. So, so you know, first place goes really well. And then second place, everyone is just like, and we call them with enthusiasm. Like, you won second place. I'm like, wow. Like, I enter all these draws, all these competitions. I never win. I can't believe I actually won this thing, you know? And we're like, yeah, for sure, I'll book in. For sure, for sure. So I think we closed like, I think it was like almost like 70 or 80 grand or whatever. And this is in like November during Black Friday. And it was it was awesome. We did have, I think, three people call us out saying like, hey, did everyone win second prize? But whatever, it's all good. Just say, yeah, <laughs> see what you got to say to that. <laughs> oh, all right. So you had a lot of successes. Let's talk about a few failures. That, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So. yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's a good thing. You know, we've, we've had some good successes. We've learned a lot. But I feel like the only way that we kind of know HubSpot so well is we made so many mistakes in the past. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of things that if we didn't do these mistakes, we would not be where we are right now in terms of. So I remember we did. Yeah, we, we were going to do 200,000 EDDM every door direct mail flyers. And I was like banking on like a one, maybe 2% conversion rate. I think we spent about 30, 40,000 on printing postage. And we put a lot of effort into these flyers. I like called actions and all that. We only got 125 bookings from that. So that was less than like, I think it was like a 0.05% conversion rate. And that, that 125 only equated to like four or $5,000 in sales. So I, and then ever, ever since then, I do not do flyers. I don't recommend it, but at least that's in our market. It might be different in the USA. They, they get the flyers, they throw them straight to the shredder. They're gone forever. So yeah. It's been direct, direct to mail. Five. Yeah. yeah. No, direct mail is, it was a huge thing in this industry and it's slowly, but surely getting replaced by digital door to door and whatnot. But, uh, yeah. yeah so. Uh, what else? Uh, looks like you uh, sponsored a national lacrosse game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was another one. That was actually last year. We sort of got sold on like, oh, yeah, like everyone's going to watch you doing like the halftime show and you know, you're going to get those t shirt guns and shoot t shirts up into like the stadium with like yard. Dog. Like it all sounded like so cool and all that. And then the cost was 3500 but the amount of time it took to get all your t shirts and prep and have all your employees there and organize all the logistics. I think we were well over 5,000 and we only got six bookings from that. So that was like two grand, if that, you know. I think that sounds more like a branding thing if you 
if you like, um, I, you know, it's interesting, like Arrow exterminators, you go to a, a Braves game or a Falcons game, they're everywhere in those stadiums. I don't know if they can you are, track the number of leads that they get from them, but uh, it's they, really they hard. I mean, the other thing too is, yeah, you, it's, mm -hmm. I, I think if you're a smaller company, you, you just can't, you, you just can't, you can't scale and brand at a level that you really need to, to make a dent. So it's yeah, best yeah. to stay away from it. I'm not telling you to do that, Liam, by the way, I'm just saying ah. that it, it, my experience <laughs> has been, you just don't have the money. And quite frankly, you don't have the the bandwidth to pull that kind of, I mean, it's just, it just doesn't make sense. You know, um, exactly. I, I would save that for folks that's got money to burn, you know, so, make yeah, the Donnie Shelton's of the world. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay, so let's see, uh, Home Improvement Magazine, I think everybody's tried that and probably failed, but uh, tell us about your yeah. experience with that. Yeah, that was, yeah, we tried to do a Home Improvement Magazine. This is like four or five years ago. So we thought, okay, we're going to make like a 10-page magazine about just home improvement, and uh, we would sell ad space to other competitors or to other companies. And then we would oh, so you guys actually created it. Okay. Yeah. We were actually writing like the content, making it look unbiased. Like it wasn't like a yard dogs magazine. And then we would obviously put our logo and our marketing on the front page, the premium areas, and then kind of have other companies buy in. And honestly, I think it's actually a pretty good idea. We just didn't do a great job when we first tried it five years ago, but honestly, I think we might revisit it down the road potentially, but it's a long time <laughs> game. Like, well, we'll see. <laughs> we're absolutely going to have you back and I want to hear about, I mean, this has been, I mean, we need to wrap up here. We're getting short on time here, but, but this has been amazing. It's been fun and it's been, yeah. uh, and I certainly have gotten a lot of ideas out of this. Liam, fantastic job with what you're doing. And I'm sure a lot of folks are going to want to reach out to you. Uh, we'll put some links up on the website for HubSpot. I'm absolutely going to be looking at this AI video, the Windsor.io, as well as Gong Sales. Um, yep. I want to I want to look at the, just the way that you're leveraging technology and using it to scale your business, I think is amazing. But Dan, any parting thoughts, questions before we finish out here? No, I think this has been outstanding. I, I, I'm always in awe of everything that you do. It's just so fun to listen. Uh, the energy, the, the the technology, it's it's pretty neat stuff. So we really appreciate you have, uh, coming uh, by and joining us. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, thank you, guys. It's been a lot of fun. And I'm glad you guys got some good value out of this as well. So, um, yeah, no, thank you so much. I love talking to you guys. And I'm a huge fan of both of you guys. I've been listening to your podcast every day to work. We always get some great ideas. I, I love the last, last many of the podcasts. They've been awesome. So, yeah, thank you guys so much. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, well, Liam, great having you on board. Just a reminder that all the resources and topics that we talked about today are available on the podcast. Go to pmpindustryinsider.com. Just take a look under show notes. And as always, we appreciate any ratings and reviews that you can, that you can give us. And with that, we're signing off. We'll see y'all next time. Thanks again, Liam. We'll see ya. See ya. Hey guys. Bye, Bye now. Bye.